is the Gifted Kid Complex, the show where the panelists were gifted kids and refused to move on with a satirical take on intellectual elitism by having the most tongue-in-cheek, inane, pedantic, and convoluted conversations every week. Introducing your host this episode, she's ambitious to the point of hubris, it's Shersi. I wrote this episode at the beginning of this podcast existing, and it's taken us like, what, three, four months for it to finally be recorded. Yep. And every other episode, her burnout is imminent. Your host is Tayasi. I know the title of this episode and nothing else. (laughs) And joining the panel today, she's more than a sentence. It's Jenny S. I love milk. I'm so lactose tolerant. I'm, (laughs) in fact, almost lactose dependent. I I love milk. I'm guessing that's why I'm here. Each panelist here today has experienced gifted kid syndrome growing up in some way. So Jenny, what do you study? What do you do? Hi, I'm Jenny. I study philosophy and French at the University of Oxford. I've been good at school for a long time. And so I didn't work that well for a while and so now I'm I'm working on it and I think I'm finally figuring it out so it's really fucked with my work ethic oh my god the solution to gifted kid syndrome (laughs) try harder (laughs) just fucking try just get over it fun fact about me you guys should read the manga dogs red which has uh, three chapters out right now and it's about ice hockey and it's written by the author of golden kamui and it's very fun I've been enjoying it a lot lovely Taya what about you Hi, I'm Taya. I do a BA in history at Oxford. I'm at Corpus. I've been really enjoying drinking oat milk. I'm not even like vegetarian or vegan. I'm, I just kind of like the taste. And I'm Cher. I study philosophy at UCL. And my fun fact of the day is that I didn't know I was lactose intolerant until I had a triple <laughs> creme cheese. Oh. <laughs> I really had to have the peak of cheese until it really kicked in. And I tried this cheese the first time, had intense stomach pain. And I thought that was just kind of a fluke because I do have a chronic pain syndrome. I didn't realize I had anything to do with the cheese. I tried the cheese a second time a few months later, same thing happened. And I don't care to triangulate that data. (laughs) Sounds pretty wise. (laughs) Yeah, are you lactose intolerant? Not very strongly because clearly it takes the peak of cheese for it to be triggered. And you're you're a cheese bitch, man. <laughs> so like triple cream mm. cheese or fromage triple <laughs> creme or whatever you want to call it is cheese which contains more than seventy five percent fat in its dry matter. That is roughly forty percent fat overall. Oh my god! Which is like the fat content of extra Christ. heavy cream. That's the amount of cream that needs to be in it for my lactose intolerance to actually manifest. That's not lactose intolerance, that's humanity. <laughs> that's that's mortality. <laughs> like <laughs> That's how it should be. For the first time, we're going to do like a lesson of the day or a moral of the day. Ooh. Ooh. Teach me. So my personal lesson to all of you is be wary of milk or you might get the shits. Oh that's my god. That's so valid. That's so real. That's so Oh my so god, based. that's incredibly based. Aristotle is fucking quaking in his grave right now. I know. I've surpassed the greats. You really have. <laughs> yeah. Wisdom. This is my personal dogma to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so important. Digestion, so important. A great sage has blessed us <laughs> with wisdom. So I, I have a question to throw to you as the paddle, as it were. So, Jenny, I, I know this about you, that you just drink milk on its own. Yes. You just do this in public as well. Yes. So, 
Do you prefer buying the small milk or the big milk? Oh, the small milk. Let me walk you through my attitude here. Maybe a kind of warmish day. You've just gone to a lecture or you've just studied in the library for a while and you're walking home and you're about to pass Tesco and you're like, damn, mm-hmm. I could really go for a drink right now. Do I want uh, like uh, like peach tea? <laughs> do I want uh, a soft drink or do I want a milk? And <laughs> if you decide to go with milk, then obviously <laughs> the only option. Yeah, or uh, I don't. I don't get soft drinks though. It, it'd be like for me, it's like peach tea or water or milk. And if you want milk, there's no option. There's no other option. You get the you get the small milk. You're not gonna drink the whole milk. That's fucked up. No, I think it's a giga chad move. I just walk around just like chugging from the giant like triple pint, like, actually quadruple pint milk. Big milk. No, I mean I I drink plain milk, but I don't like walk around Oxford drinking it. The fuck? Do you think that the fuck I look like? <laughs> Oh man. One of you has shame and the other does it. I get the small one just because I like to have lots of milk with my tea. I like my tea like 30% mm. or more milk. Wow. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of milk tea. Milk tea is great. Wait, you wait, wait, wait. Quick quick moment here. Sure you will appreciate this. Oh, so sure. you use milk as a means to an end. I for, the, 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 the milk is the end for me. <laughs> I buy I buy the milk drink and I down it all on the way back home. That's all I do. I don't I don't make tea. I just drink milk. I have to make this very clear. What the fuck? No, yeah, yeah. So this is the reason why I decided to write the milk episode. Originally I I, I was planning on having two guests on. I have a friend, not Jenny. I went over to his house and he asked me if I want a drink. I said, yeah, sure, just have some water. He pulls out a jug of milk from the fridge and just pours it straight in to his glass. And I shit you not, while talking, he refilled his glass another two times. (laughs) Absolutely legendary. Oh, respect. Yeah, no, fully. Respect, respect. Knowing that about that friend and then knowing that Jenny just walks around Oxford with a small milk made me think that, oh, this is a thing that I can write an episode about. And I did that at the beginning of the conception of this show. Uh, but only yeah. now have we gotten to do a guest episode. Yeah, wait, you were, you were in France living with me briefly yes, when you came yeah. up with the milk episode. Yes, I was visiting yes. Jenny in France. Um, and it was during that trip that we had come up with the idea for this podcast. So Jenny was there mm. as I was typing away, trying to create this entire show from the ground up. And here we are now. <laughs> no, dude, it was so funny, though. I would go to work or I would go to the library or I would go do something. And I would leave Cher in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like she'd like just be waking up or she'd be like already on the document. And then I would come back like five hours later. Cher is completely like... <laughs> nothing has changed she's sitting on my bed with this document open just typing (laughs) so that's that's the gifted kid syndrome guys i was dedicated yeah yeah no you were texting me through it like i'm gonna write the milk episode i was watching sure text you through it i've been slated at the breakfast table for just like getting a glass and just instead of getting juice just getting the milk i I did that at a pub once (laughs) you did it hold on hold on spoons yeah milk. it was i think it was a spoon. you did it at a- spoons, wait i walk into the spoons i see spoons some milk. fucker I, <laughs> I walk into the fucking spoons <laughs> in oxford i walk in the fucking four candles oh no it wasn't it was um it was the king's arms it was the king's arms yeah. you were drinking milk in the king's arm spoons yeah that's yeah, fucking powerful oh, uh, i see i walk into the king's arms i see someone drinking just milk <laughs> Like everyone else has like a pint, 
someone's drinking just straight milk. I love that. That's actually such a power move. Hey, listen, you can have a pint of milk. That is a classic quantity of milk. It was on the menu and I was like, oh, guys, oh, I'm kind oh, of, so you have to get yeah, it. I was like, guys, I'm kind of, I'm looking at the menu. The only drink I'm really feeling here right now is milk. <laughs> and they were like, no, Jenny, don't do that. They only do that to pad out the online menu. But I was like, well, you know, if I can order milk, I can order milk. They didn't bring it right away because I think they were a bit confused. I saw the guy in front of me, like, take a glass, sort of look around and just grab a milk from off the counter and just pour it in. It was like completely lukewarm. But... <laughs> Anyway. Oh, God. I, I fucking despise everything about that anecdote. <laughs> I love that so much. The dichotomy of man. I think if I saw that, I would actually write Knox Fest about that. Oh, thank you. I would. I just would. <laughs> thank you. Oh. You become an urban legend. A big reason why it's so strange to think of adults drinking milk is because adults are lactose intolerant. Like 60 to 75% of the world loses their ability to digest milk after infancy. So what? like most of the people in this world are actually lactose intolerant. Really? Yes. yes. And most of the people who retain the ability to are of European descent, but lactose intolerance is normal. In fact, it's strange that we continue to drink milk past infancy. That's not what it's for. It's a uniquely human thing. And not only that, we take the milk from other animals and drink it too. Yeah. Which seems very normal to us on a day-to-day basis. But when you really think about it, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Now that you put it that way, taking milk from other animals to drink is a little wild. <laughs> That's a cow titty. It is insane. We think of milk as this normal product, but you really boil it down and you realize it's it's this nutritional beverage that has a social context for bonding between a mother and child in terms of suckling <laughs> and it it, it has yeah. chemical hormonal reason for existing and we put it in our cereal isn't that yeah, you're very fucking right. insane <laughs> one of my friends like also gave the same fact to me that like europeans should not have the lactose tolerance gene it's just they just <laughs> kept on drinking milk until they brute force evolved it like <laughs> Like, it should not, it should not have happened. Yeah. (laughs) Why the hell, therefore, are two out of three of us on this panel milk drinkers? If 75% (laughs) of adults are lactose intolerant, the fact that two out of three of us and more of your friends share, who you just mentioned, just straight up drink fucking milk. What does that make your circle? What does that make us? Well, it's the milk episode. (laughs) It is the milk episode. But just because someone is lactose intolerant doesn't mean they will avoid lactose. I think this is a documented, well-known phenomenon. Mm, That's true. It'll just mean that you shit. Yes. And and people have different levels of lactose intolerance. (laughs) So lactose intolerance in general is just the fact that you lose your enzymes to be able to digest milk, that is. So lactose intolerance is actually malabsorbance, where the lactose cannot be broken down and therefore cannot be taken into the body. So mm, okay. it, it does vary in level. As we know, there are some people who really get it bad, and others, like me, only really have it hit me when I have the most potent cheese there is in the world. <laughs> Hasn't hit me yet. I'm scared. Me either. I look forward to finding out what your limit is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find the milk threshold. So let's mm. start the game. So the game is Trust Me, I Was Smart Once, the game of deception, imposter syndrome, and light-hearted intellectual Ooh. snobbery. I will be presenting a Wikipedia article. The caveat, this article may or may not exist. If I manage to convince my panel that it's a real article when it's fake, or a fake article when it's real, I win. 
And you also can't just make up an article if the thing is already real or true. Fake articles have to be totally fictitious. We've talked about how we drink other animals' milk, right? Milk is nutrition, mm. but it's so much more than that. It's also for the immune system, some kind of bonding between nursing parent and baby. Already, we've discussed how weird it is that we take the milk from other animals. But here's my question to you. What if we took out the middle step of milking the animals? Today, we are talking about human animal nursing slash breastfeeding both ways. Nice introduction. I'm gripped. I'm enthralled. <laughs> what is going on? Yes. Wait, is the... Never mind. No, please. Please, what we can no. ask. Is the breath... Okay, is this, like, going to be, like, nutritious reasons? Oh, you're about okay. to find out. You're about to oh, find out. Oh, fucking terrifying. I want to fixate on the fact that Shai said, and it goes both ways. So, human animal. Yes. An animal human. Oh! <laughs> I didn't think about that. So, let me tell you about animal to human breastfeeding. Yes, please. Wait, 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 wait. Is there like a scientific term for this? Or is this just like the Wikipedia article is animal to human breastfeeding? It's it's just animal human breastfeeding. And it, it has a dash, like a hyphen between them. Oh, boy. There's a torrid history of <laughs> oh, this. Oh, boy. So the kinds of animals torrid. that are used to nurse babies are said to reflect personality that will then develop in the child. Wow. Lions for courage, which makes me question, how did they get a lion to nurse a child? Maybe it's just in concept. I thought we were going to go like goats or something. You just went straight to lions. Yeah, so um, goats would increase libido <laughs> and donkeys are said to be more moral, but donkeys would also make the child stupid. Oh, no. Both goats and donkeys were kind of popular. Why would you want to increase a child's libido i i just want to like good question yeah i don't think it was necessarily to improve the child's libido i think it was just an inadvertent effect that was said to occur okay. because they needed wet nurses right i guess goats are just common yeah mm -hmm. so um i don't know if you guys know the concept of a wet nurse a baby is nursed by yep. someone who's not the mother because you know the mother either needs to rest her boobs or she doesn't have the time or the energy yeah in 1816 a german writer named conrad a zweilein i think it's pronounced but probably not overheard a conversation at a fashionable resort about the problems of wet nurses and responded by writing a book called the goat as the best and most agreeable wet nurse which popularized the use of animals for many years <laughs> This is just an excerpt from the article, by the way. Zweilein describes how a father living in a German village trained his goat to jump on a table where he had laid his motherless child on a pillow and the goat would stand waiting until the baby drank its fill of her milk. Wow, this is the effect that academia can have on the world. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in France, 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 homes for foundlings, so that's abandoned babies, right? Often kept large numbers of goats to feed all of the infants they couldn't just get a bunch of human wet nurses to cope oh with God. the many many abandoned babies so they used goats which were considered less problematic than lower class wet nurses my god apparently goats were better than undesirable women are the properties of goat milk different from human milk like surely right the mother passes immunity to the child right so yes what immunity is the goat passing like they can't be oh none completely alike in composition the, the, no it's good because it's ha, 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 the greatest of all time immunity <laughs> god fucking damn it Sorry. all right <laughs> anyway <laughs> this this is very old 
So I don't imagine that they understood that milk had any immunity boosting qualities rather than just nutrition. And I think they just kind of assumed that it was substitute worthy. Wait, did this did this happen um independently in France? Wait, where was the guy initially from? The guy who wrote the book in 1816? Um, Germany. Uh, did it spread or did people... I mean, I guess people would have come up with this... Like they could, I can imagine people coming up with this independently. Yeah, I, I imagine it did, but I think his book popularized it and it kind of just spread this idea that it right. was a thing that you could do. So ancient Greek and Roman physicians, they believed that donkey milk was a superior treatment for human illness and an antidote for poisons. And in Brittany, attempts were made around 1900 to employ sows as wet nurses, but were floundered due to opposition to the use of pigs for this purpose. And that is what I can tell you about animal to human breastfeeding. That's an interesting, I, I really wonder how that worked internationally. Like, uh, I'm sure everywhere mm. around the world, people have looked at animals and thought like, damn, like, I don't got the time, but like, my baby could do that. <laughs> yeah, this seems to be mostly European, at least in documentation, which makes sense because mostly European stuff was documented around this time anyway. Oh, true. Like, mm. I was just thinking like, yeah, the people who brute forced lactose tolerance, of course. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> the Europeans who can tolerate lactose force their babies into it by giving them the milk of other animals. Indoctrination. No, and like, wouldn't it be insane if that is the reason, though? That because they had more exposure to different types oh, of lactose? Oh, fascinating. Wow, look at, look at these This theories. is entirely conjecture. Um, so I, I don't have nearly as much to tell you about human-to-animal breastfeeding, but there were some reasons that were listed. Um, so the four reasons that seem to be the most common uh, was for health, for cultural reasons, for religious reasons, and for economic reasons, but also just out of affection for a pet. Wow. And that uh, seemed to be the most common one. Wow. Uh, I'm just gonna, to that, I'm just gonna say, okay. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. in light of everything that I've told you, do you think this is a real Wikipedia article? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think now that it's not just me guessing or just share guessing, I think we should deliberate. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. You can disagree. You don't. You guys don't have to commit to the same stuff. If we disagree, we can sort it out, man. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think two brains are better than one. I think we should deliberate. If If you guys disagree and one of you says it's true and the other one says it's false, then definitely one of you will win shit that's another tactic <laughs> what do we win you win glory i have i have more than enough glory sure, okay. in which case feel free to proceed as you win <laughs> okay damn that's so valid okay out of spite i will say the opposite answer out of like sheer spite <laughs> i i hate that person in my seminars by the way <laughs> No, but now, now that you've told me that you're going to disagree, I feel like there's some sort of game theory I have to apply here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Even though, honestly, to be completely honest, I don't have a very strong opinion right now. <laughs> me either. I don't actually have that strong of an opinion. Do you think this is something that I could have come up with? Yes. Do you... <laughs> and here, maybe I'll be fucking crazy if it turns out this is not a Wikipedia article, but I'm fairly confident, actually, now that I think about it, that this is, because I feel like this is... um the kind of thing that I'm not at all surprised that human beings have done this. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Like, I, I see the train yeah. of logic very clearly. Yeah. But I think it's not the kind of thing that you would, that would, like, authentically come to your head, you know? <laughs> so I think that's why for me, I feel like, okay, this 
I'm not surprised that this Wikipedia article exists, but I would be kind of surprised if Sher was like, damn, what could I say about milk for this episode? And she was like, what if, what if, what if animals breastfed babies, like human babies? So there's my, I, do you, there's my do you doubt my ability to be that original? No, but like, do, do you, like, that's weird. Actually, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I agree with Jenny, and the reason why is because the first time, okay, so the the first episode that I wrote, I used, um, trust me, I was smart once, and I gravitated to finding a real Wikipedia article. I was thinking, oh, I could make up a fake one, but I didn't feel that confident with it, and it was like I had just started writing. So I'm going to assume that you were at the same stage that Mm. I was. You decided to write trust me I was smart once and you started to find a real article like I did so I'm gonna yeah no but we got this covered I have the the like in-game reasoning you have the meta reasoning we're we're we're, yeah I've got like meta I fucking despise this approach to the game by the way (laughs) it has nothing to do with the content of what I told you no come on it's it's tactics bro it's 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 tactics it's strategy in terms of actual content um I think that also uh share kind of went do you really think that i could have come up with this and that's gaslighting (laughs) (laughs) so but that's the point of this game if you guys decide that this is real because it's plausible then i've done my job at creating something plausible yeah because i guess i guess one thing that would maybe make me think like "Hmm, um is this i wouldn't usually expect a wikipedia article to do this unless it was really quite like brief but like uh, is that there's yeah. only examples from France and Germany and you would expect like one like even putting aside international stuff you would expect like I'm sure they were doing this in England they absolutely probably <laughs> like, were I'm, I'm certain um, it was primarily practiced um, with the goats and donkeys in Europe between the 18th and 19th century I can tell you that oh so it's a historical phenomenon yeah and I don't think it's currently happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, it, fuck if I know. There, there are indications that in Sumeria in the third millennium, non-breastfed infants were being given animal milk, most likely from cows. Mm. But but it, it obviously when it's that far back, we don't know if it was direct. All right. Um, I think we should reach a verdict. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead then and say that I think it's 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 real. I, I, I get the I get the game of like, oh, it seems plausible. So maybe it's fake because it was made to seem plausible. But it seems mm-hmm. plausible to me in a very like non-obvious way. Like, yes, I'm I'm sure people did this. Taya, what about you? I'm gonna concur. Uh, simply because there's no way that this doesn't actually exist in real life. And if fake articles have to be totally and entirely fictitious, this is not fictitious. So fair enough. Okay, so this is a real Wikipedia article. Fuck oh, yeah! Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice yeah i was just gonna say i like how like completely like like how like the moment of surprise took literally like a second like oh we're gonna be talking <laughs> about like animal human breastfeeding and then the the conclusion we all eventually reached is like well obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um now that now that we've done that i can tell you more about it time to take psychic damage <laughs> <laughs> there were other <laughs> Other animals that have been used for this purpose. So it includes uh, puppies, kittens, piglets, and monkeys um, to suckle on <laughs> humans, like uh, to strengthen puppies. the nipples <laughs> and improve the milk flow. 
which is awful. It's awful. Are the nipples a muscle? Like the fuck? Are they? <laughs> Can you flex your ha- nipples? <laughs> Everyone in the audience who just tried to flex their nipples, I'm calling you out. <laughs> Um, people people can like tense their pecs yeah you can tense your pecs but that's like your chest muscle can you wow what like that's like some anime level muscle control like i trained so hard on that mountaintop and now i can flex my nipples (laughs) like that's anyway oh my god um there were rumors i guess i wouldn't really call it rumors but there was this belief that goat's milk could cure babies of syphilis yo congenital syphilis here's another line liquid compounds laced with mercury were fed to nanny goats if they refused to drink them honey was recommended as a way of disguising the metallic taste or were ingested into the goat's bloodstream via a deliberately inflicted wound on the animal's leg that was covered with an ointment containing mercury the mercury would accumulate in the goat's milk and passed into the syphilitic babies as they suck on the goat's teats wow Um, whoa and apparently this method had some effect on improving mortality rates in infants. Wow. But mortality rate in goats uh, increased. <laughs> did it really or did that just mean that more babies were receiving milk and therefore more survived? I could not tell you. Well, luckily, I hope I, I think that like people listening to this probably won't be listening to it like as like a practical guide or anything. So hopefully it won't be like <laughs> impacting anybody's life. Like <laughs> this is purely informational. Yeah. This is not propaganda. Yeah. So just in case we we're not sure if mercury goat milk. Please do not try human animal breastfeeding at home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read another bit about Zweiline. <clears throat> so his personal opinion was that women who are one sick, two dehydrated, three depressed, four or even in old age should not breastfeed their own babies because their milk could harm the child. Wow. In his experience, poor women who were paid to be wet nurses in Germany were most likely to pass venereal disease and other illnesses onto the baby, who, when returned to the care of its parents, passed the disease onto them. What? And he (laughs) was very adamant that in any baby in those contexts, that, that kind of circumstance, a goat's milk was preferable to a woman's. Wow. I love the fact that this is a man. Yeah, Yeah. it's a man. Like, this is some random dude who thinks that he has the right to opine. But of course it's a man. It would be insane if this was a woman's opinion. (laughs) It could only ever be a man's opinion. Yeah, and the fact that we, like, no woman's opinion of this is recorded. It's just, like, it's just, like, these weird European scholars (laughs) who are, like... "Mm." the goat put the mercury put the mercury in the goat <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure that women had opinions about it and at the women who used animals to suckle on their own breasts they probably believed that it would be helpful hopefully yeah so uh we're gonna talk about the breastfeeding by humans of animals simoons and baldwin in a paper entitled breastfeeding of animals by women its social cultural context and geographic occurrence uh published in 1982 they studied the motivations of women for doing this um and the four Mm. categorized ways were the ones that i mentioned earlier economic reasons religious Mm. and ceremonial reasons for the mother's sake and then other reasons (laughs) and also artistic and political statements which um 
is happening more modern time. Economic reasons is just to keep the animals alive longer, mostly uh, when milk was scarce. And um, so for your religious and ceremonial reasons, um, there was an Italian nun and mystic, St. Veronica Giuliani, I think, 1660 mm. uh, to 1727, who would bring a lamb with her to her bed and would, would nurse it. And apparently the lamb was supposed to be symbolic of the lamb of God. Okay, fair enough. Is it fair enough? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no, like, okay, fair, Jesus, lamb. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and in Japan, the Ainu people, Ainu people are noted for holding an annual bear festival at which a captured bear raised and suckled by the women is sacrificed. Don't know if that's still happening, um, but it does say holding present continuous, which implies to me that it's still going on. Uh, damn. Lovely. Um, but I gotta say, that's the most, um, I think by far the most Chad part of that article <laughs> that, I, that I've heard. You suckle a bear and then, I'm, without going into morals or anything or whatever, it's just like, damn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's, fully. That's metal. Power move. So like, I know we've mostly talked about this happening in Europe or, you know, westernized societies. There are indications that this happened globally, but most of the phenomenon of this being a popular thing for multiple reasons seems to be between 17th and 19th century Interesting. Europe. Interesting. Mm. Right. Um, and the latest kind of thing um, was for controversial artistic, you know, political statement. In Ireland, 22-year-old model and Peter member... Agatha Dembieker, I can't pronounce Irish names, became the focus of controversy in 2010 when a calendar issued by an animal rescue charity featured a photograph of her suckling a puppy. Great. I, I see how that works artistically. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I could go on, but but this episode can only be so long. <laughs> but there's, there's plenty to go into here. We're, at the, we're really at the, the tip of the breastfeeding bubble. The tip of the milk iceberg. The milk iceberg. Some of these things are just so rich. Uh, haha, milk pun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> I love it. Um, and that concludes our discussion on human-animal breastfeeding. This was not actually the direction I was expecting the milk episode to, to take, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have an idea clearly in my head either. So like, because to me, milk is like just a nice drink. I did my best to really highlight the horror that is milk today. That's true. I think I think you did that reasonably well. I think. You oh, thank you. Well. I'm glad that I've succeeded. Yeah. I, f- I feel a little horrified. Yeah. So thank you for listening to the Gifted Kid Complex. If you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast and would like to support us, a very simple way to do so is to let people know that we are here. Subscribe or follow so you can come back every week, and please do rate and review us. It, uh, and please do rate and review us so others can find us too, especially on Spotify. We'd always appreciate hearing anything you, our listeners, have to say. If you'd like to contact us to make any suggestions or share any interesting things that you found with us, you can do so via the form in the link tree in our show notes. We're also now on Patreon. By pledging to the Gifted Kid Complex, you can re- go- <laughs> you can get rewards such as full-length and uncensored video episodes, early access, and before and after commentary from the cast and crew, 
It's linked in our show notes too, alongside any citations and references to topics we discussed today if you want further reading. We will release a few short bonus episodes on our main RSS feed for everyone to listen to, as and when made out of the fascinating tangents that landed on the cutting room floor. So if you'd like to see even more bonus content... Um, Another Patreon reward is exclusive bonus content you can't find anywhere else in audio and video form. The Gifted Kid Complex is created, directed, and produced by Cher C, me, our co-hosts and primary writer researchers are Taya and myself. Our primary editor is me. Our secondary editors are Chris K and Taya C, and our audio engineer is Taya C. Our assistant writer researchers and transcribers are Alex E, Delaney L, Isaiah H, Jenny S, who guested today, and Lucas H. Woohoo! I had a great time. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Um, we record our episodes on Riverside.fm and publish with RSS.com. So thank you to them for helping us in making the Gifted Kid Complex exist. And of course, thank you to our guest, Jenny S, for joining us today, who is Hello. normally a researcher, a writer-researcher on the crew, but today uh, a panelist. Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and finally, thank you to you, our patrons and listeners, because you are the reason we can and do make the Gifted Kid Complex. We have so much fun with it, and we hope you love it too. See you next week for another episode of the Gifted Kid Complex. Woo! Milk. I'm surprised we didn't talk about cum. Mm.